This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Designed specifically for venture-backed startups, Brex is the perfect corporate card for fast-growing companies. Head to brex.com and sign up with the promo TFR to get waived card fees for life. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. David Horowitz is back for a special Crisis Edition podcast to talk corporate VC. David is the founder and CEO at Touchdown Ventures, which manages venture funds for a range of large corporations, having both established and managed the most corporate venture funds to date. David, welcome back. Hey, Nick. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, I hope you and your family and everyone else listening here um, is safe and healthy. Uh, I think in this uh, really unusual time, health should be our top priority. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I appreciate you making some time. Um, so corporate VC, of course, it's a, a topic a lot of people are talking about. I think uh, they've monitored what what has happened with you know traditional VC, corporate VC, as well as a number of the other players in the asset class over over previous crises. Um, you know, would love to go deep on that, but maybe just high level first off. Can you give us a view of um, you know the venture market and uh, your current thoughts given the crisis? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I've really never seen anything like this in my lifetime. I don't think anyone has. It feels more like a movie script than than real life, but it's happening. And I think this crisis is especially bad because it's a double whammy. Um, it's both a health crisis and and increasingly so an economic crisis. Um, you know, in terms of my thoughts, I think from what I've seen from other um, similar economic cycles. Uh, you know, the public markets first get, um, you know, get beaten up and, and have a downswing, which has obviously happened and, and maybe still happening. Uh, but there's always some lag between the public and private markets. You know, in, in the past, it's been, you know, as up to three, six or 12 months for private market valuations to adjust. So I think we'll have to see how that how that plays out. Um, in terms of venture capital, I mean, we're seeing everything. Some firms are completely shutting down new deals. Others are still doing deals, just being more selective, and and there are a number that are act, you know still operating in business as usual. Um, we're still seeing big rounds of financing getting announced every day, and I think that you know that will probably continue to. And obviously, some of those deals were done before um, the past couple of weeks, where this crisis has got worse. But I think universally, every uh, venture fund is focused on their portfolio, which really should be the, always the top priority. But certainly, even in this environment, and and you know, I think we're seeing some. Um, good perspective around thinking about um, cash, cash runway, managing burn rates. Um, you know, all that is extremely imperative. I mean, cl- clearly, um, companies um, there there is a survival mentality right now. Right, right. So, you know, corporates do have this history of pulling back in economic downturns. What do you think happens now? Yeah, I mean, this is just such an unprecedented time as as we talked about. So, I, I think just because of that, I mean, there are some companies who are. Um, firing uh, off, you know, laying off um, their people, or their, you know, we have hospitality and travel companies that might generate zero dollars of revenue, literally zero in in second quarter. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we'll definitely see pullback, but I think it's going to be industry specific. Um, I don't think we'll see that mass exodus 
um, that we've seen in other uh, downturns. And, and I think, you know, def- certainly from corporates that are thinking about uh, venture capital and more, just, more than just the financial returns, I think those will stay in because those strategic and innovation imperatives, I know we talked about this when I was on the podcast last time, I think those are just as important in, uh, you know, in good times as they are in bad times. And, and I would argue if you got further on the financial opportunity, I think we all would probably agree that those opportunities tend to be greater, uh, meaning you know valuations um, may compress. There, there likely will be less uh, venture capital investment to have, and and that in itself could drive some corporates to to stay in the game. Um, but reputation is important. I think a lot a lot of big companies care about their reputation, and and that may be a driving factor here. So those are the reasons why I think that um, yes, there will be a pullback, but I think it will be different than it's been uh, previously. So last time you were on, I think you get you touched down was actively managing ten or more uh, large venture funds on behalf of large corporates. Um, I know that you can't talk about names specifically and what's going on with specific strategies, but of those ten plus companies you work with, you know how many are significantly pulling back? How many are pulling back in a slight way? Are some neutral and? Maybe, you know, are there even some that are conceivably getting more aggressive due to this crisis? Yeah. Well, since the last time we talked, we've actually grown a lot. And, and even this week during this crisis, we, um, um, we haven't publicly announced it, but we um, recently um, entered in a relationship with another corporate. So um, I think that those are all, all good signs. I think, it, again, it really depends. I, I think generally across the board, um, regardless of who, which corporation we're working with, you know this this idea of being selective right now is is really important. That's our personal perspective. We're not shutting down new investments. We're not we're not aggressive, but we're being selective, especially doing the financial due diligence around the cash runway, which I, again I, we've always thought is important, but it's certainly more important. You know, thinking about who our co investors are because we think that's important. Um, you know, in this particular environment, so um, I, I would say you know there might be um, you know some. You know some examples where uh, we're, we're being more aggressive, but I would say across the board, uh, selectivity is the, the the key um, the key variable right now. Got it. Yeah, and well, just for the listening off audience, um, this isn't related to corporates, but our own portfolio at Newstack, we have eighteen uh, companies in our Fund One portfolio. I've connected with each of them over the past couple of weeks and done kind of a deep dive and battle plan on the future. And um, just so that you guys are all aware and full transparency, we have three companies on our list that this crisis will impact positively. We have another seven or eight where it's neutral. And then we have a good eight where the effect will be either negative or significantly negative. Um, So... There are winners and losers in this, but uh, at least for us, clearly, you know, there's there's more losers than winners. Um, but I think you know we we're very thankful at Newstack that the cash position of our portfolio companies is very healthy. Um, you know, I think on average we're over 17, 18 months of cash across the portfolio. Um, across the company. So anyway, just trying to, you know, be transparent and, and give the the listeners a sense for, you know, how each of us are looking at this. Um, but back on the corporate side, David, you know, you've been an investor for quite some time. Uh, I think this is likely your third economic downturn. Uh, so I'd like to get your sense for, you know, what's different about this particular downturn versus prior recessions. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the a couple points I'd make on this. I think one, um, you know, this might be the worst, and and probably the worst because because of the point I made earlier that it's both, you know, both economy and, and health related, and especially the health point, which I think you know affects affect a lot of people personally. Um, I you know I think the the big issue here is just uncertainty. Um, we just don't know how long this is going to last, and and I I, I think um, you, know, you can look at a lot of different predictions and models, but it's uh, you know it's it's you know I think yeah, it, that that's going to change on a it's very fluid. Um, the one thing that I think is uh, is really different about this, and it's probably the key point here, is that um, you know we have a thesis uh, that says technology has really never been more important, and I think we're seeing that play out with how people are working through this particular um, you know particular time right now. And so if you remember back in the 2000, 2001 period, you know, you had all those new dot-coms. That was when e-commerce was really starting to, to blossom. And a lot of them went out of business and really um, innovation was, was effectively killed at that point. And, you know, I think in this, in this particular environment, especially right now, which could be short-term, could be long-term with this shelter-in-place world that we're living in, you know, everything is technology, e-commerce, video communication, Zoom, Slack. Everything's running on the cloud. Cybersecurity is extremely important. All trend, business transactions and communications are happening digitally. That just didn't happen before. Yeah, really big difference. And I think that there are a lot of uh, both consumers and businesses that didn't adopt these previously, and now that they're using it, will continue that. So, um, you know, over the last ten years, technology has been a very significant growth driver overall of the S and P five hundred. And the one thing that I think everyone will agree with is that that's going to continue to grow even through this cycle. And I think for those of us who are investing in technology and innovation, we will benefit from that, you know, vis-a-vis, um, you know, certainly what's happening, um, you know, around this. So I would say that's something that gives me some optimism about, you know, investing overall, investing in technology and this and this environment. And as it relates to the corporations, uh, a lot of the companies that we work with are not necessarily technology focused but technology has become you know critical and essential and that's where you know this venture capital um you know initiatives that we work on with these corporations really fit in so that's that that is a big um big difference between the um the previous downturns that i've experienced it's a great point you know i was trading notes recently with nicole quinn at at lightspeed and uh we were talking about the impact that this crisis is having on future consumer behavior um but just generally the the impact it's going to have on human behavior is substantial right like yep. uh the immediate adoption of the slacks and the zooms are obvious but it i think it's reasonable to assume that this will accelerate you know people's willingness to embrace new tech and more digital forms of communication and interaction uh it will break people out of these inertia cycles of you know sticking with old legacy uh, shelfware type systems. Um, th- I think you know the impacts on human behavior will be broad and sweeping. You know, not just consumers, not just large enterprise, but the way we all kind of interact with technology. No, a- absolutely. I mean, I think there's probably a number of, especially from an older generation of of, of humans who are now, you know, go you know um, going on Amazon for the first time or using. Um, you know, um, different food delivery or, you know, um, you know, even telemedicine is obviously uh, very popular right now. So these are all, you know, um, you know, different trends that have developed, but I don't think that, you know, maybe with the exception of Amazon have gone mass market and now just instantly they're mass market because of, uh, you know, this particular environment that we're operating in right now. 
So you mentioned that you've signed on a, a new corporate for a new fund. I'm curious how this all affects, you know, the existing uh, base of corporate VC funds and then, you know, perspective. So, uh, you know, large corporations looking into looking to get into venture capital. I mean, is that going to slow down or or significantly halt? You know, what's your take on uh, new folks getting into the corporate VC space? Well, certainly, you know, we're we're going out with a thesis, um, which which right now, which we really do believe is, is a great time to start a new a new a new fund, especially corporate fund. Um, I think the you know some of the reasons might be obvious, some of them might not, but you know, not having to deal with a legacy portfolio and spending time with um, you know pre- previous companies and worrying about the survival is a, is an envious position to be in. Um, and you know, I would say, you know, certainly we think the financial. Um, you know, a- any analysis that you see would show that returns are better, um, you know, in a, in a down cycle than, than necessarily, in, you know, in, in another time period. So from a, from a vintage perspective. Um, so I think those are all good trends right now. Um, I think also, um, you know, th- you know, for a corporation, you know, uh, you know, generally, um, there's a little less pressure to, um, you know, to get deals done. There's, you know, typically um, the fun life situation is different. Um, you know, there, there isn't the, the necessary need to deploy capital in the same time. So there's some patience here about, um, you know, weathering the storm, finding the right companies, um, supporting those companies. And, um, you know, th- those are, um, you know, some of the, you know, the key reasons why, um, you know, we think, you know, we think, um, you know, you know, corporations, uh, it's a, again, great time to start a corporate venture fund. And remind me, David, uh, between committed capital versus not committed capital, so you know more of like a rolling evergreen process toward toward dollars. You know, is there a split uh, with you know the the corporations you work with? Do some actually commit you know a a, a, a set of capital that becomes like AUM, or are all the corporates kind of um, you know moving that amount? That they're allocating to venture up or down, depending on you know what's happening in the business and what's happening in the macro climate. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would say there there's typically um, for most of the corporates a target or commitment that that is a particular dollar amount. But I think the difference between that type of vehicle versus a traditional you know financial investment vehicle is. Uh, because you're dealing with effectively a single investor, or a single corporation, you, there's a lot more flexibility to, you know, alter that commitment, alter the time period, uh, increase that, and so um, the the, in, the starting point tends to look the same, but there's a lot more freedom to operate, um, you know, again based on market conditions or other um, other factors, and I, again that might be an advantage of, you know, especially a corporation in this environment. So said another way, is it? not like a capital call structure is a completely different you're not calling down capital and then allocating it it's more of um you know you you make investment decisions and then um and then you know the capital gets invested on behalf of the corporate at that point yeah i mean the, the, there's different structures that that we employ depending on which corporation we're working with but but you're, the way you described it, i think is 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 a is a good way to um think about it, but I think the macro point is that because in a traditional venture fund, if you have dozens of LPs to make changes to your limited partner agreement, you're, you're typically getting 
um, you know, have to go to a lot, you know, get a lot of different people to make those changes. So it's not, not impossible, but it's, it's harder. And in this particular case, because you have uh, a single, uh, a single corporation in the model that we use, it's, it's, you know, uh, you know, it's a single, you know, single, um, single person or single corporations or maybe even a single executive within a corporation. So I just, um, you know, makes, makes the, um, I think there's some flexibility related to, um, you know, freedom to operate from that perspective. Got it. Got it. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex corporate card for startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards, automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend. And all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. We pay a one-time upfront fee and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. If you run an angel group or you would like your LPs to invest in deal-by-deal sidecars, Go to assure.co slash TFR for 20% off your first SPV. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. So you've said that you believe corporations are more important in this environment than startups themselves. Why? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, um, you know, I think, you know, we've always believed in the idea of the car- corporate startup partnership. I think we talked about this when the last time I was on the podcast yep. and, you know, we've always thought that this marriage makes sense to start up, you know, again, these are all, these are more stereotypes, but generally has, you know, a, a really innovative technology, really innovative product and the corporate, um, you know, again, depending on the corporation generally does not have that, but has a brand and sales and marketing distribution. If you can marry those together, if you take the innovation from the startup and the um, sales and marketing and distribution capabilities of the corporate, um, you know, that's a great, um, a great partnership. And so, um, I think in this environment, um, you know, when you're a startup, you just need, you know, in your, especially if you're fighting for survival, which I think a lot of companies are, you just need all the help you can get the bar, you know, especially if there's going to be less venture capital in the market, which we predict there will be, um, less deals getting done, the bar is higher to get a financing. And so, um, you know, um, you know, it's, it's always been important in my opinion to find as a startup, to find investors that can bring, um, you know, more than just a check to the table. Um, and in this environment, I think that's a must have. And if, um, so I think startups and we're seeing that even in some, you know, we've had different startups, you know, uh, you know, with, with some of the corporations that we work with where, you know, for whatever reason, there was just less interest or appetite. And we're already seeing, although this, you know, we're still early in this new cycle, 
um, we're starting to see that thesis play out that, okay, well, we actually want to talk to you now. Um, maybe they're, you know, that corporate, that startup is going to be investing a little bit less in sales and marketing or have to decide, you know, where to make tough decisions. And so that's that corporate partnership, um, you know, especially in sales and marketing and distribution can be really important. So I think, look, this has always been important, but in a world where, um, you know, a startup needs all the help they can get, um, we think, you know, the thesis, another thesis we have about this environment is, you know, more startups will want corporates on their cap table than they had previously, even though we, 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 we all think that startups would have wanted corporates on their cap table previously, if that makes sense. And remind me, are you guys leading any deals now? It depends on the fund. So we do both. I would say um, majority we, we follow with, you know, with another financial or other investor lead. But um, you know, depending on the fund, we have flexibility to, to do both. Got it. Got it. Um, David, what, what advice would you have for you know, startups trying to work with corporations? Yeah, I mean, one word that I would say that's really important, especially right now in this crisis, is empathy, and that's really understanding. Um, and I think empathy is two way. I think for the cor- you know for the corporations dealing with what the startups going through, but um, you know, same same for the startup. And so you know, it, you you have to understand you know the environment that they you know the particular companies dealing with under you know looking at their business, understanding you know you know if it's a company that's um, going you know if a big corporation that's going through um, you know, um, you know, very hard times right now. Um, you know, they may be in a worse position than the startup is, depending on, again on the situation. So, I think that empathy is important, and I think what's really going to work in this environment is thinking about, you know, kind of cutting to the chase and thinking about, you know, if if there's a startup corporate partnership, you know, how does this generate a more near term ROI? The business case is really important, um, and I think that's usually going to be can this particular product, um, you know, help generate revenue, help reduce costs, maybe help my customer, help my end user. Uh, but um, I think there's going to be um, a significant um, you know, cr- uh, critical lens on the ROI piece. And that's the advice I'd have for startups to really analyze that um, before proposing a you know, business relationship with the corporate, which obviously, I think, we're gonna, again, we're going to see more of that in this environment. I mean, is it reasonable to assume that these momentum is going to slow down? And speed of decision making is going to slow down, uh, particularly if a startup is, you know, serving a large corporate customer in one of the you know affected verticals. Uh, let's say you know retail or hospitality or the services industry. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if a corporation's attention is is distracted because of you know significant core business issues, then absolutely. But I think the one thing that I do believe, and I think it will be case by case. You know, going back to the point I made earlier about how technology is more important than ever, I, I do think you'll see some cases of deals accelerating because um, you know corporate might not have access to that particular technology that may need to operate its business in this particular environment, and that may actually accelerate um, deals. So I think it just depends on. Um, Again, depends on the industry, depends on the corporate, but I, I, I do think we're going to see, and we are seeing some of that right now. Um, you know, there's one company that we're, um, you know, that that we're in diligence on uh, with one of the corporates that we're working with, and uh, there's some technology around uh, remote collaboration and work- workforce, and I think they did in, in Q1, and I think a lot of this is February and March. They've, you know, 10x the revenue in Q4, but obviously that's a solution that's playing very well in this market. So. And they're working with some of the biggest companies in the world to um, 
you know, to, to offer that. So I think that's a good example of how decision making might speed up and budgets might shift to, um, you know, to particular uh, technologies that are, um, you know, that are very uh, focused on solving near term business problems. Got it. When, when do you think we'll get back to normal here? <laughs> get, yeah, pull I mean, out I, your crystal I, ball for us, David. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate it. I just so much uncertainty. I, I would hate to give a specific date and time. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, we need to solve the health crisis first. And, and that's the, the, the tricky thing of, you know, when did, and, you know, right. the top thing on my mind, you know, when do we all go back outside and, and, and communicate and socialize with other people? And sure. I, I just, you know, I, I think that's still going to take some time and, and, um, probably, probably still, you know, 30 or 60 days, if not longer out. Um, you know, I think we're bracing at least in our area for schools to be closed for the rest of the year. Um, which, which is, uh, you know, um, and nobody expected. So, um, um, so I, you know, I think that, um, I think it will take a while, but, you know, I, I think the, my key prediction is, um, you know, I think what we talked about before, which is that, um, you know, at, you know, at, the behavior change, you know, everyone will appreciate the investments in technology more so than they did before this crisis. Hit. And, and I think that's the, for everyone in venture capital, as bad as it is, as bad as the, Health implications, the economic implications, especially those of us investing in in technology. I think that's the that's what keeps me excited and going. That that you know we are, you know we always talk about technology being the future, and that future and the future is now. Crazy. I mean, to think that schools might be closed down for the rest of the year. Whew. I my wife and I certainly aren't planning on that, and I, I hope that that's not the case. Um, I think Virginia already made that decision and, and uh, they were probably the first, but I'm not, you know, uh, for the so duration I, it, of 2020. Um, no, I, I meant for the school year. Sorry, oh, for, the school uh, year. Till, till, oh, yeah. Phew. The June. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think you'll hear about, uh, about the fall for a while. I think okay. that's, that's still, uh, still, uh, sorry. <laughs> I was I meant, thinking, uh, no, 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 it's my fault. I was thinking calendar year, but I, I should have. Yeah. In my mind, year. I had, uh, I had the school year, uh, had the school year in my head. Sorry about that. My guy's a toddler, so I'm not, I'm not in that yeah. frame quite yet. Well, I mean, I was just, already, I was already disappointed with March Madness being canceled. If, <laughs> if, if, uh, college football and NFL canceled, I think, uh, I'm not sure what to do with myself this fall. So. Tell me, tell me about it. Well, I'm a, I'm an Indiana and UVA fan, so I, I get to celebrate UVA's win for one more year. So um, it sucks not not getting to watch college basketball. It's my favorite time of year, but um, it's it's so minor in comparison to to everything oh, else yeah, that's yeah. going on. Um, yeah, I, well, think they, I think they made the right decision. So um, I've uh, I, as much as I'm upsetting, I'm glad they made that decision because it was clearly the right one. So. Agreed. Agreed. Well, before we finish up, you know how is how's your team doing, and how are you guys adapting at, at touchdown to you know everything being virtual people working from home um I'd, I'd love to just hear your candid thoughts on you know what's tough about that and what i don't know if, if there's a silver lining with all that as well yeah i mean i i think that we're very thankful that compared to a lot of other businesses you can do this business remotely and a lot of it is uh you know obviously conduct a lot of what we do is conducted over the phone or now video conferencing. Yeah, um, I think the hardest part is we like to get our team together, and and obviously we're we're doing that more virtual. We're we're trying to do um, a lot of different creative ways to. I'm sure a lot of you know love to get love to hear ideas from from your audience, but uh, you know a lot of creative ways to engage our team. Um, um, fun fact about me: some people know this that they know me. I love I absolutely love game shows. If I didn't do venture capital, I would have wanted to be a game show host. So. Um, the uh, fun part is I get to uh, I do a weekly game show for our team and 
Uh, it's all done over a, a really cool platform called Kahoot that a lot of schools use. I don't know if you've heard of it before. So no, I have. we're doing yeah, we're doing everything we can to engage people and and keep people connected with each other. But it's you know it's it's definitely hard. Thankfully, everybody, as far as we could tell, is healthy, and um, you know no one has had that uh, you know uh, impact. And we'll continue to pray that that that, that remains the same. And obviously, the uh, same for again all of uh, you personally, Nick, and your family, and your colleagues, and and your and the rest of the audiences as well. Appreciate that, David. Well, you you gotta record one of those game show s- sessions and publish it. <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, you know, you strip uh, out the confidential stuff, but that would be awesome to watch. Yeah, today we had uh, like trivia questions from our portfolio, so I try to customize it to to our firm. But um, love it. I will, uh, um, you know, may- maybe we'll work together on a, a more general trivia to uh, to the whole audience, or maybe we'll do a venture capital based one and. There we uh, go. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe full ratchet will be one of the answers in terms of uh, what happens <laughs> when you uh, if the question is uh, what happens if you negotiate what type of ratchet uh, in this economy <laughs> yeah. if uh, you have it down round do you really want uh, oh be, man uh, it would be uh, the uh, Nick's podcast would be the correct answer there it is there it is all right well hey David thank you for making the time I know it's you know short notice and everyone's in crisis mode but um, the effect with corporates and kind of that impact and 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 what's going to happen there is you know super important to to everyone and um you know really glad that we could get you on quick here and and get your thoughts yeah well thanks again for having me i'm really glad that i think you know the um content and and programming related to just being direct and talking about this is really important and so um you know thank you again for taking such a leadership role in this industry with your podcast and all the all you're doing, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, th- I think everybody thanks you for the leadership role that you, that you've taken in this industry. Likewise. Thanks, David. That will wrap up today's episode. Thanks for joining us here on the show. And if you'd like to get involved further, you can join our investment group for free on AngelList. Head over to angel.co and search for new stack ventures There you can back the syndicate to see our deal flow, see how we choose startups to invest in, and read our thesis on investment in each startup we choose. As always, show notes and links for the interview are at fullratchet.net. And until next time, remember to overprepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) 